A tall man in a trench coat walks briskly through the rainy New Orleans night. A shiver runs down his spine as he sees the house at 1140 Royal Street. The mansion that no one dares to venture into. He tries not to think about the horrors that unfolded in that very mansion 45 years previously. A bolt of lightning illuminates the house for a brief second, and the man thinks he sees a silhouette of a woman in the window. The man walks up to the door. Hello? Is, is there anyone here? I'm, I'm looking for a place to take shelter. This is the only place for, for miles around. Everyone else shut me out. Is there anyone I can speak to? <laughs> Hello? Who's there? Suddenly, a woman appears at the head of the steps. She stands motionless. Oh, ah, there you are. Madam? Hello? Frightened, the man turns around and tries to escape through the door, but it's locked. As he turns back around, the woman has vanished, and all he can hear is the clanging of chains. What's the matter, Alan? Not feeling well? It's just that, I don't know, I've loved every moment of traveling in the TARDIS with you, but I've been traveling for so long, these trips are starting to get repetitive. Well then, I suppose it's time for a change. So, where are we? An alien planet? The far future? Actually, we're in New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh. I was hoping for something a little more... exotic? Well, it is the 1800s. It's a very different time period to yours. I guess that'll work. Starting out slow? Exactly! Why didn't you start out slow with me? My first TARDIS journey, you took me to a planet being besieged by Daleks. Not exactly starting slow, is it? How was I supposed to know that there would be Daleks or Viridia? What are... Daleks? Horrible creatures, mutations, all of their emotion except hate was removed. I'll explain later, come on. Let's get some better Sounds lovely. The Doctor, Jenny, and Alan exit the TARDIS and walk through the crowded New Orleans streets. It's during the early part of the night. They stop when they see something strange. A woman in strange clothes, chanting strange words to a group of people. Doctor, what's going on here? Well, I think it's a voodoo ritual. It is a rather popular religion here. Well then. Should you go to say hello? You don't want to go over there. The Dr. Jenny and Lon stop and look at the young woman standing among the crowd. Hello there, Miss... 
I am Marie Laveau third. My mother was Marie Laveau second, and my grandmother, the voodoo priestess you mentioned, is the Marie Laveau. But just call me Marie. Who are you? I ain't seen any of you before. Well, I'm the doctor, this is Princess Alan, and this is Jenny Manning. Jenny, say hello to the lady. Hi. I can tell you for sure that my grandmother doesn't have time for foolishness. Well, what can I do for you? Well, we were going to look for a place to get beignets. Do you, do you know anywhere? You came to a voodoo priestess to ask where the beignets are? Whatever. I'll tell you the best place to go. Just down Royal Street, uh, the best place is a block away from the old haunted house. Haunted house? Tell me more. You ain't from here, are you? Everyone knows about the mansion. No, not really. Care to elaborate? I'll take you there. It's on my way back home. Come with me. The doctor, Alan, and Jenny follow Marie Laveau. They walk several blocks before coming to an old, gray, three-story building. It looks as though it's been abandoned for years. Well, here it is. The most famous house in New Orleans. La Mansion La Lurie. The La Lurie Mansion? That's right. So you have heard of it, Doctor? Of course. Delphine LaLaurie, one of the most sadistic serial killers and slave owners in history, she tortured her slaves beyond belief, ever since the building has been considered haunted. I've encountered several haunted houses before, but none of them truly haunted. People trapped in pocket universes, aliens, the Fendal, all causes of haunted house rumours. How do you know so much? Are you a voodoo priest? Nope. I, I just read a lot. So, if it isn't haunted, then what could it be? I've always meant to find out. I guess this is my chance. Do you mean we're going to spend the night in a house inhabited by ghosts? Not just ghosts. There are rumors of vampires in this house. Vagrants come to stay here and their horses have been drained of their blood. The same thing has happened to a couple people recently. Doctor, must we do this? I'm frightened. What if there actually are ghosts and vampires here? If y'all are staying in this house tonight, perhaps I should join you. It, it wouldn't hurt to have a psychic with you. Well then, gang, let's hunt some ghosts. The group walks up to the mansion slowly. The doctor knocks on the door. There is no answer. Well, I didn't think anyone would answer. Oh. The group walks into the LaLaurie mansion. They are standing in the living room of the home. There is a grand spiral staircase to the left, and a couch and chairs in front of the fireplace. The room would have looked very welcoming, if not in the cold darkness of a haunted mansion. Well, I love what the vampires have done with the place. Very nice furnishings. Doctor, do you have to be so light-hearted about this? We're in a house where countless people have disappeared. Don't worry, Jenny. We'll be fine. Let's have a seat and start a fire in the fireplace. Fire may help to drive away the evil spirits that inhabit this house. Jenny and Alon sit on the couch while the doctor goes to make a fire. Marie chants spells to keep the evil spirits at bay. Miss Laveau? Call me Marie if you wish. Miss Laveau is my grandmother. Marie, who exactly was Delphine Lalaurie? A vile woman indeed. 
Madame Marie Delphine LaLaurie was an aristocratic Creole woman who bought this house 50 years ago. In 1834, a fire broke out in the kitchen, directly below the slaves' quarters. And when the firemen went to rescue the slaves, well, what they saw was a ghastly sight. More than half a dozen slaves were kept in the room, chained to the wall. They were malnourished, tortured, and beaten nearly to death. The only reason they were kept alive was to prolong their suffering. It was a horrible day. You were there? Ha, <laughs> no. But I've heard my grandmother talk about it many times. She was 33 at the time. She arrived to help put out the fire. When they entered into the slave quarter, she was more infuriated than she had ever been in her life. They wanted Lullarie to answer for her atrocities. Unfortunately, she escaped during the commotion. She hasn't been seen since, but her spirit still haunts this place. Wait. Do you hear that? What? Quiet. Listen. Right. Clanking chains. Sounds like it's coming from... Marie? Where did you say this kitchen was? Directly below the... slave quarters. The doctor and Marie look at each other, and then run up the stairs to the room above the kitchen, followed by Lon and Jenny. They reach the room and find nothing. However, the chain sounds continue. That's odd. I told you, there are ghosts in this house. Ghosts are not real. There has to be some other explanation. It can't be. It just can't. Doctor, what's going on here? I don't know, but I intend to find out. Come on, let's go back downstairs. Marie, come with me. I'm going to check the bedrooms. Elan, Jenny, stay here. So, how long have you been travelling with the Doctor? Years. My home planet Galixia was under attack from the Daleks. My parents were killed. The Doctor rescued me from Galixia before it was totally destroyed by the Daleks. Ever since, I've travelled with him. There was another one of us as well. Aaron. He was only 12. What happened to him? An alien inhabited his body so it could live. There was no way to reverse it. We had to leave him behind. Is it always this scary, traveling with the doctor? Traveling with the doctor is wonderful. Yes, it is scary to travel with him, but he always finds a way to save the day. I have just been traveling with him so long. I still don't know if I want to. It seems wonderful. But it also seems too dangerous. Travel with him. He can't be alone. He needs someone. Well, he has you. I don't know how much longer I can travel with him. Well, we haven't found any ghosts yet. Is this house really haunted, Marie? Of course. Distraught spirits linger in this home. <gasps> Wind. Very angry wind. Okay, so not the wind. Spirits. What is it? Look, a woman at the top of the stairs. Well, hello there. Who might you be? Hello? Doctor, don't. It, it may be a trick. 
Goblin vanishes and then reappears at the bottom of the steps. Okay. Um, run. The group rushes to the door, but it's locked. Doctor, the sonic screwdriver. It doesn't do wood. What do you mean it doesn't do wood? It just doesn't. The woman slowly begins advancing towards the group, and the doctor gets an idea. He points his sonic screwdriver at the ghost and scans it. The creature stops in his tracks and vanishes. It doesn't reappear. Try the door now. Look at the readings on the sonic screwdriver. It isn't a ghost. It was a hologram. Come on, let's leave this house. A hologram? So who is controlling it? Perhaps our saboteurs? Possibly. But why would someone go to such lengths? So what's your plan? Well, we found the hologram. Let's find the control centre. So, where would this control centre be? If you were carrying out some experiment in which you were sticking to one theme, you would carry out that theme throughout, correct? I suppose. So, if this controller is masquerading as a ghost, where would be the best place to keep the control centre? A cemetery. Exactly. I like you, Marie. You always have the answers. So we've narrowed it down to a cemetery. Which one? Well, how many cemeteries can there be in one city? You'd be surprised. It is New Orleans, after all. It would make the most sense to keep the control centre in the nearest cemetery, wouldn't it? Of course. So, Marie, where's the nearest cemetery? Uh, St. Louis, number one, uh, four blocks away. Let's go. After a few minutes, they arrive. Okay, so now that we're here, what are we looking for? A grave that doesn't belong. All of these look like they belong. I mean, they are all graves. <sighs> Graveyards creep me out. Okay, start searching. The group spreads out and starts searching for the grave. After about ten minutes, the doctor calls out. I think I found something. The others run to where the doctor is standing. Look at this grave. The group peer down to an ancient grave marker. The grave reads James Archibald Tulane, born January 3rd, 1704, died April 12th, 1784. Of course. I don't see anything wrong with it. It looks perfectly genuine. Yes, how are you able to tell so quickly? The date of the death. The first person wasn't buried in St. Louis number 1 until 1800. So how could someone have been buried here in 1784? Brilliant. Okay, help me move the slab. The four of them grab the slab and slide it out of the way, exposing a long tunnel underground with a ladder. I knew it. Right, let's go. The doctor climbs down the ladder first, followed by Marie and Alain. Alain looks up and sees that Jenny is still standing at the entrance. Jenny, are you coming? Uh, maybe not. It's awfully dark. Fair enough. You can just stay there alone in the creepy graveyard. Coming! Jenny follows the rest of them down the ladder. The doctor reaches the bottom and finds himself in a large spherical room. The room is decorated with futuristic-looking equipment. To the left is a strange-looking table with tubes hanging down from the ceiling. To the right, there's a computer with various levers and dials. At the other end, there's a circular screen and a figure sitting with his back to the ladder. I have been waiting for you to get here, Doctor. You are very, very slow. I thought you had found a speak on the slate's quarters. Granted, it was nearly microscopic. Who are you, and why are you following my friends and I around time and space? I am Whisperer, and I think you made a mistake. I'm incapable of travel anywhere, let alone all of time and space. So you aren't a saboteur? I am no saboteur. I'm just desperate. The Whisperer finally turns around, 
Jenny and Marie scream in horror. The creature is hideous, with four eyes and a dreadful set of fangs. What do you mean, desperate? About 35 years ago, my ship crashed this planet. I'd rather the fuel the money to go. Unfortunately, this planet does not have sight on seven. I cannot reach Paris in time. I need a fuel substitute. I found the old lower mansion and decided to be a prime location to take our residence. No one had to house because of what happened there. But then, vagrants began to stay there. I needed to try them out. I thought of my little ghosts and these small crabs. But then, I realized that I had found this perfect fuel substitute. Blood. Exactly. The molecular composition is somewhat similar to Zyton 7. And I knew that using blood would synthesized Zyton. I started using animal blood, but it didn't work. Sounds like I decided to use human blood. Well, that's horrible. It was necessary. I could not escape this wretched planet without a fuel substitute. Blood was the only option. You could have found something else. What does it mean, ship and and fuel? Who are you? What is all this? Okay, Marie, I'm going to try and explain this quickly. Elan and I are aliens, and so is this creature. We travel through time and space in the blue box that's bigger on the inside. Take that in. There is no other option for fuel. I did what I had to do. Whisperer, allow me to help you get home. I can take you back to your home planet. Where is that? Galaxia. You are not Calixian. You look nothing like us. You are from Calixia. Ah, you are a surface dweller. I come from the games Calixia from Team Underground. We all kind of didn't survive. We make it a point to stay hidden. You never realized we were there. We have made far more advancements and difficulty than you. I'm afraid... I'm afraid Calixia is gone. Gone? What do you mean? Gone? Daleks, they invaded the planet three years ago, by Elan's point of view. There's nothing left. The Whisperer goes into a fit of rage, knocking over instruments and vials. No! Trust your find a new planet. You seek all planets of fuel. No! You can't do this! The Whisperer leaps forward, grabbing Marie by the arms and strapping her on the table. These humans are nothing to me. My planet is gone. I have nothing left in the universe, but I must leave this planet. The doctor takes out his sonic screwdriver and uses it to drain the ship's power, leaving them all in darkness. He rushes over to the blood draining table and frees Marie, while the Whisperer is confused. When the lights come back on, the Whisperer attacks the doctor. They fight, until the Whisperer grabs the doctor by the neck. You will not stop the doctor, I must leave this planet. I... can help you. I don't want your help, I want your death. Marie, Jenny, and Alan rush over to the Whisperer and grab him by the arms. He struggles violently, but they're able to pry him from the doctor's neck. He knocks Marie to the ground, but Jenny and Alan manage to push him over to the blood draining table. The draining tubes, like snakes, slither down the Whisperer's body. Slowly, his body starts to shut down as his blood is drained. You did this, Doctor. You killed me. No, you brought this on yourself. The table opens up and the Whisperer's dehydrated body drops into a pit underneath. The Doctor, Jenny and Alan, and Marie recover briefly. Well, that takes care of the Whisperer. That was horrible. Jenny, you saved me. Don't be upset. You were brilliant. Doctor. What is it, Ilan? The Whisperer. He was from Calixia. And? 
Don't you understand? He was probably the last Calixian in the universe besides me. And now he's gone. He was going to kill Marie. I know what he did was wrong, but I don't know. I'm just a little upset. Doctor, thank you so much for saving me. It was my pleasure. Thank you for helping save me. I just have to ask, what's the future like? When will I die? Oh, Marie, we both know I can't answer that question. To reveal that would be a huge violation of the laws of time. Laws of time? I'll never understand you, Doctor. Well then, let's get out of here. But what about the Lorry Mansion? What about it? You have to stop the machine. People can't continue to think the house is haunted. Ah, uh, about that. You see, the Lalori Mansion will forever be considered the most haunted house in New Orleans. I can't exactly stop that from happening. It will just have to remain inexplicably haunted. So you're just going to leave this ship here? I can't exactly move it. Well, okay then. Let's go back to the TARDIS. Agreed. I don't like it down here. Too creepy. The group returns to the TARDIS, and the Doctor prepares to say goodbye to Marie. Thank you, Doctor. This was a most... Interesting experience. <laughs> Goodbye and farewell, wherever this box takes you. You know, you could come with us. Well, I'm, I'm flattered by the offer, but I, I think it's best if I stay. My grandmother needs me. She is never going to believe this. Goodbye, Marie. Farewell, Marie. Goodbye, travelers. And thank you. The Doctor, Alan, and Jenny enter the TARDIS. once again manipulates the controls on the TARDIS. Alan looks somewhat uncomfortable. Where to next? Alexia. Before the Dalek invasion. What? I'm sorry, Doctor. I just can't live like this anymore. I want to go back to Calixia. Very well, Alan. Set in the coordinates for Calixia. 100 years ago sound good? Perfect. Forget me, Doctor. I will miss all this. The TARDIS barely working, fighting aliens, saving planets. Oh, Elan. I will miss doing all that with you. Have a fantastic life on Calixia. I assume I don't need to give you the speech about interfering in your own timeline. You can't warn anyone about the Daleks. You can't change the history of Calixia. Nothing we've experienced can be changed. I will, Doctor. And now, after what we've experienced, you don't need to give me the speech. You have my word. I plan to live quietly and alone. You look after Jenny, and Jenny, you look after him. I wish we could have had more time to get to know each other. As do I. Our two adventures were certainly interesting. Have a magnificent time on the TARDIS. You will be fine. I hope we see each other again. Definitely. Alon walks to the door. Before opening it, she glances back at Jenny and the Doctor. A single tear streams down her face. Goodbye, Doctor. Goodbye, Jenny. Until we meet again, Princess. Until we meet again, Tom Lord. I sure will miss that sound. Well, hello again, Calixia. It's good to be back. Alan walks toward the grand city of Calixia. Although it would be years before her parents would be born, she was happy. She looks up at the sky one more time and then over to the mountains where she sees the entrance to the caves.
Doctor, are you okay? I hope Alan is happy. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Alan will have a great life. She will marry and have three children. After a very long life, she will die of old age with her grandchildren at her bedside. Wait, you knew she was leaving? You've already checked up on her. When? Oh, let's just say, I'm making a point to know as much as I can about the people I travel with. She never mentioned the Daleks to a soul. Yes, I knew she was going to return to Calixia. I just didn't know when. Don't you worry about me. Wait, does that mean you've checked up on me? Well, have you? Where to now, eh? Doctor, you didn't answer me. Have you? species has its own rotten individuals. The Cassians had Eldrad, the Time Lords have the Master, even your planet had Adolf Hitler. I have chosen the planet Earth. That's the risk we have to take. It's either that, or the universe. We are becoming gods, Lilith. Gods! not just the last of the Time Lords, I am the Time Lord. It is my job to make sure things like that do not happen. I say, kill the Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> 